Previously, on the lineage of Moonreach, we talked some more with Yarfrey and Ura. Uh, Yarfrey was able to evidently polymorph into a tabaxi, and Lance got us all back to Wolf's Rest. Tomar and Pinwin hung back for a second to have a chat while we set out to see what was going on and what Nugget had gotten us all into. Evidently, Nugget was able to get all of the leaders of the factions that were gathered outside Wolf's Rest into Belba's Tavern. We decided it'd probably be a good idea to play diplomats and got in there and were introduced to all the leaders. Tomar was off getting a construct for Miraluk, who we believe is still trapped in the sword, and we would really like to be able to get him back in the game uh, but he didn't come back to the tavern just yet. So we're still meeting with the mines, so to say. And I'm very interested to see how all of these different personalities come together and or clash. The D20 Syndicate presents The Lineage of Moonreach. Welcome back to the D20 Syndicate Podcast. Yeah. Hey, I guess, I guess, I mean, it's not episode 100 anymore. We can kind of just ride this bitch out, right? Burn it! A weekly Dungeons & Dragons actual play 5e podcast. I am your host and DM, Seth, and around the table of the internet, we have our players. I'm silly and I play Cottywomple. Uh, I'm Tomas, and I play Tomar. I'm Lindsay, and I play Pinwin. And I'm Michaela, and I play Gorble. That's right. Each week we record for your listening pleasure. We are now on episode 101. Feels weird. Well, yeah. Welcome to the lineage of Moonreach 101. (laughs) That's right. We're going to educate you on how uh, to not play Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, So... Fart noises, uh, dick jokes. Uh, Did you say fart noses? <laughs> yep. Whoa. Noses. We are just it's when you get noses out of the water, right up in changing there. nose perceptions. And, and you're gonna get pink eye. Inhale while the you butt want exhales. it or not. You really gotta get the floral bouquet. Mm. You got your back nose, you got your fart nose. What's next? <laughs> I guess we'll see. Um, so many right, noses. So the fart nose. <laughs> Uh, so we, uh, yeah, we just celebrated our 100th, 100th episode and, uh, yeah, so this is 101 and let's see, uh, how many more episodes it's going to take before this campaign is dead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when we finally uh, take it out back and shoot million. it with a magnum. <laughs> just put some but, peanut butter on the barrel. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so... We've had yeah, we've had some uh, some really interesting uh, interactions and adventures over the 100 episodes, but let's see uh, the next 100. Hopefully this campaign is not that long, but we'll still have, you know, quite a an array of episodes under our belts through the next campaign. So stick with us. Um I think it's time for tonight's around the campfire question. <laughs> 
All right. Uh, tonight's Around the Campfire question actually comes from uh, a message that we received through our Facebook. Um, this one is from Mason. And Mason asks, uh, who out of the party does your character trust the least? And does that lack of trust border on suspicion of evil at any time? Let's start with Penwin. Hmm. I mean, before today, it was Nugget because I didn't. Of the party. Of the oh, party. That doesn't count. Um, don't, don't. Nugget considers himself part of the party. Yeah, but you guys don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, He's the so only one. So between Willem, Tomar, Gorble. And Gorble, yes. I choose myself. <laughs> I trust myself the least. Cause that can I do that? I mean, sure. Yay! <laughs> yeah, I trust whatever gets this over fast. <laughs> I trust myself the least because um, I, sometimes I, you know how your legs kind of move faster than your mind. Yes. Like like when you see a really like like a treasure or another <laughs> portal. And then your legs are like, let's do this. And sometimes my mind just takes a second. And that doesn't seem to be as much of an issue with everyone else. So I guess, like, yeah, kind of myself. My legs, specifically. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck those legs. Mm -hmm. All right. Very nice. Willem. It's difficult to admit it because they're also the person that I feel shoulders the most responsibility and is capable of doing what's needed. In the time of crisis, however, I'm going to have to say Tomar. How dare you? Fuck you. Fuck you, Will. (laughs) Traitor, bitch. Hey, no swears, remember? Go sit on a hot coal. (laughs) (laughs) Joke's on you. I'm into that shit. (laughs) My bowl is ripe as a tomato. It just looks like a big... Never mind. Um, (laughs) Yeah. uh, But yeah, Tomar. And uh, why, why Tomar? Well, just because he... I'd like to change my answer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I blanked out for a second. I'm sorry. Uh, mostly because Tomar possesses that ability to be cold and calculating and know what needs to be done for the greater good. Um, that he could end up doing something that ultimately maybe hurts me or one of the members of the party directly even though i know it would be for the greater good <laughs> but uh, i like how also, big tomas was smiling when you said that <laughs> i just pictured a scenario where i was like like we were surrounded by skeletons and i'm like damn because <laughs> <laughs> it's for the greater good that he gets killed by the skeletons <laughs> that's uh. fucked up <laughs> just further solidifying my answer but uh but also, there was uh, that very, well, I don't want to say brief period, but there was definitely that Empire Strikes Back period for Tomar where shit got real dark. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I got you. But I'm better now. Uh, I'm better now. Yeah, but you were better before, too. <laughs> <laughs> there was a dip in quality. <laughs> uh, Tomar, who do you trust the least? Probably Pinwin, actually, and for very similar reasons, because Pinwin doesn't 
quite understand the power that he has at his fingertips and what he wields and his curiosity often gets the better of him. Like he doesn't weigh the weight of a lot of things before running in and going for a treasure or leaping into a portal. Like he could very easily fall into a trap that would make him evil against his will. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I mean, it's like you and I, with the Dorito bag, like there was like an, there was an open Dorito bag at Seth's house, like right in the entryway. We came in, we look at the bag and we're like, all right. <laughs> and we just started eating Doritos. It was like, holy shit, that could have been. I believe we looked at each other and said, Doritos. <laughs> yeah. And then ate. And then I was like, it'd probably be really easy to poison us. Yeah, it was like very, very suspicious after the fact. It was like pointed right at the door. But yeah, that's like <laughs> Pinwin with most things in life. So. To be fair, I'm better, Tomar. Yeah. (laughs) Funny, that was Tomar's response to my answer as well. (laughs) (laughs) We're getting better. (laughs) (laughs) My therapist said that things are improving and that we might not have to do as many sessions a week. (laughs) Uh, Gorble. So I trust everybody in the group. And as I mentioned in the last episode... If any of you guys turned evil, I would probably go along with it out of loyalty. So Um, we should probably all choose Gorble then. (laughs) But the... I would have to say probably Pinwin just because of his impulsive behavior. I don't think he would ever intentionally, like, betray our trust. Right. I think he would just accidentally get into a pickle. He just comes into a room. Hey, guys, I made a new friend, and it's the fucking Balrog. (laughs) It's like way It's literally death. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, He said he wanted to meet you guys. Oh, shit. (laughs) Get the host. Shepard, I'm a Reaper Doomsday device. (laughs) (laughs) So, I I mean, I I get it. You You have valid points. I, I voted myself. The same ones, yeah. It's <laughs> same okay. ones you had. I'll I'll accept this. It's not that we don't trust you. We don't trust your impulsive nature. My legs. Yeah, your legs. Your legs. <laughs> As, I guess that's what we'll call them. Okay. And your hands. And your eyes. And face. And your, body. And your communicative <laughs> capabilities. Your brain. Your whole essence. <laughs> your toenails, however, are a completely different story. Flawless. <laughs> All right. Well, shall we get started? Yes. All right. So when we last left off, the group of you were uh, you, Willem, Gorble and Pinwin and others were in Busty Belba's tavern um, of booze and revelry and uh, that you were meeting with the faction leaders and they were they were moving towards, uh, you know, kind of a consensus. You guys had been doing some drinking and uh, they clearly wanted to have a salon of sorts and kind of hash out some details as they were summoned there and the person who summoned them there (laughs) is not there and uh tomar you were at uh you were at the uh the shop rory's shop in gnome town and uh you had looked inside and there was no one to be seen uh and then as you you heard a like a crackling pop sound behind you and suddenly uh there were three individuals two looked like large rothian guards and one was a uh, very very eloquently dressed uh man with a a quaff of blonde hair uh and a mustache announcing himself as the voice of queen felice beatrice 
Rochot the second, otherwise known as the Queen of Rothia. Tomar, we're going to start with you. He just said uh, she would like for you to join in union and work together. Who did I headbutt? You headbutted the, if you're facing them, the one on the left. Okay, so it wasn't the main guy? No, okay. no. How did you get in here? And answer very succinctly and very quickly. We have wizards at our disposal who can do such things. Very powerful wizards. I am contracted to work for the queen as part of my fealty to always go where she needs me to be, and we have powerful wizards who can send me wherever it is that I need to go. I understand your suspicion, but it was very important to speak with you. There are better ways to do that. Well, time time is of the essence, I would say. For instance, if you have wizards at your disposal, they can probably cast a spell sending and communicate with us without infiltrating our borders. We've had problems hmm. with Rothians in the past. Maybe the queen doesn't have your best interest at heart. Because oh, if I you're remotely if you're remotely familiar with what we do and our job, then you should be a lot more concerned for your safety right now. Well, in addition to what you do, the queen is aware of what your cause is and that you are fighting a great evil, and it is in her best interest as well as yours to make sure that you achieve that end. That is why I am here. The queen also believes that you are reasonable folk, unlike some who might resort immediately to violence. And he kind of, his eyes kind of flash over to the guy who's like <laughs> holding his face because he got headbutt. Um, we believe that the larger overall picture is something that's more clear to uh, people of your capabilities. We're going to have to change the terms of this discussion. I need my whole group with me. They're of better sound mind and body in which they won't just attack you on sight. Well, I appreciate the mm, restraint that you've shown but so if you're far, gonna, if that's the if case. But if you're going to try and make terms with us in any way, then you need to, you need to do your part. You need to show us what you're willing to do. You need to surrender your weapons. You need to accompany me to the barracks so we can talk to you the real way. Not in this back alley of Gnome Town. Well, I would suggest not barracks necessarily. Perhaps a receiving chamber of some sort if you have access to such a thing as is what is standard when receiving a royal messenger. You're not in the position to make terms of where we make parlay. We're going to the barracks, you're surrendering your weapons, or this is going to take a different tone real quick. We will uh, return when perhaps more mm, digestible situations have arisen, and then <laughs> all three of them disappear. Mm -mm. <laughs> mm. Good job, Tomar. Going back to you guys in the tavern. Okay, you guys are still doing some drinking and chilling and, and kind of, yeah, schmoozing and just kind of... <laughs> Waiting to see what is kind of what is kind of happening. Gorble, you've been interacting with a lot of the people. Pinwin and Willem, you have as well. But uh, Gorble, you were the the big speaker when you guys walked in. So um, people are kind of gravitating toward you. All right. So let's just move it over to Yawn now. We haven't heard you talk much. So Yawn, 
tell us about your group. Tell us about your goals and why you're here and what, what brought you here. Well, it's just me and my wife and my son. Um, obviously, we've been really ardent supporters of you guys for a really long time. Um, and when uh, Nugget came and talked to me, I figured, well, it'll be a show of uh, support if, if we show up as well. I'm not exactly sure what... Uh, what's going on but uh, i figured if if there's going to be a bunch of bunch of people and nugget wanted us to come too um we we might as well just be here and and uh, give you the support that you that you need so where do you think your strengths lie uh well i'm what do you bring into our table i uh i run an inn Okay, so so hospitality. <laughs> mm. You want some men? And we're very grateful for all you have done for our, uh, for you know, helping rebuild our our uh, chicken coop uh, two summers ago, and and uh, the influx of traffic that uh, that has we have seen being on the crossroads there. A lot of people that are currently uh, camped outside of your your city have you know utilized our inn or in, and our tavern there and and it's just been it's been uh, like a windfall if you will um i mean if you guys if you guys need uh, any anything just let me know and you guys will recall y- uh yan uh he owns the Arrowview inn where you guys met Miraluck the first mm-hmm. time um and yan was behind his bar was a gigantic like six foot Zweihander blade essentially and um, he alluded to having like being a retired adventurer but he very much emphasized that that was you know once he had his son and his wife that was behind him but he has always said that he was willing to support you guys in whatever you know whatever capacity that he that he could and and uh, he's always like helped with the supply lines like helped organize that with Kurdu River Trapper, especially because he's right there on the crossroads. A lot of times people would drop that off so that uh, any supplies didn't have to go directly to the town, as was kind of established, like, you know, we want to keep this as private as possible from where the exact location is. So they, you know, meet up there, pick up supplies. So he's been a very helpful ally for a really long time, especially when it comes to the supply chain. Right. That's great. Now, Saraya, am I pronouncing that correctly? It's Sarai. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. Let me just Isis. cross out that last A. <laughs> Sarai. So, Isis. same question to you. What brings you here? How'd you hear about us? We have many ears to the ground. So Instagram, times. then. <laughs> and we... Uh, it's part of our nature, part of our guild. We know things that are going on, and we thought we could offer our services to you, since the deep minister situation has taken a strange turn. Something that is unsavory to us. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? The deep minster situation. Well, because there is a power vacuum in the capital, and there is no lineage of Armgrin in the, in, on, the, on the throne... A one of the cousins of the of the royal family, very very watered down bloodline, is now vying for the throne and several other nobles, and it's just a very murky situation. Who's the who's the distant cousin? 
his name is Marvin Featherwine, and he is from Deepminster. He's one of the uh, sub-families that has thrived in the wake of the crown being sort of deconstructed. Interesting. He sounds awful. I do not know of his character, but I do know that he is... Uh, well, I know a little of his character, I suppose. He is, he is very wealthy and he is very greedy, but I don't know how good of a ruler he would be. But he has the best claim so far. And I feel as though that is something that uh, cannot, cannot abide in the capital. Me and me and my companion here, we are very much people who support the idea that Deepminster must be ruled over by a strong leader. Whether the Angrim line dies out or not, it does not matter so much as long as there is someone there in order to safeguard our city. So, Sarai, how many persons do you have with you? Hmm... I would rather discuss that in private and not in front of everyone, but I am willing to make that... I am willing to acquiesce to that um, at a different time. Willem will remember that. (laughs) What are your strengths? What are your capabilities? We have much knowledge and information about Verdlinen and Argeria and Deepminster in general. We know many people through a vast network of contacts and associates. I can expand my spy crew. (laughs) She said right into her face. (laughs) (laughs) Spittle all over. Uh, I'd like to hear some more from Dram, if we could. Mm. What do you want to hear from me? Well, similar to what we've heard from Jan and Sarai, what specific abilities, skills, attributes are you bringing to the table as well as numbers? All the red rock granite you guys can handle. Uh, obviously, I am, uh, you know, Vesters is uh, quite over overwhelmed, if you will, with red rock granite. That is where we're built right into the red rock granite mountain there. And uh, it's... It's the, or not mountain, but hills. Sorry, I'm old. Um, <laughs> and uh, we have we have the capabilities of supplying as much ore and red and, rock granite and red rock granite as, as as necessary. But you are we have seen such a, a low amount of, you know, raider attacks and and banditry since you all came here to set up shop that. We, we needed to show our support as well. Well, you know okay. what? I would say that your support really rocks. Huh. That was a Red Rock Granite joke. It was, yes. And if you don't mind, uh, forgive my ignorance, but what exactly uh, can we use this Red Rock Granite Thank you for as asking as, the Tomar question, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> as, as far as... Uh, I'm assuming... You're implying that we use it for crafting and uh, smithing. C- correct, yes. It's a very, very sturdy, structurally sound uh, uh, substance, but also some of the halflings uh, approached us not long ago uh, from your from, from Wolf's Rest. Uh, they seem to think that they, uh, there's something about the quality of the red rock granite that could be used in explosives. Oh, as a catalyst or as debris? 
I'm not an alchemist. You'd have to ask the halflings, but they they wanted to to uh, you know study some of it, so uh, they took a, a a nice a nice sizable chunk. We have plenty of red rock granite to go around, but uh, they they took it with, and we never we never heard whether or not they they figured anything out. So again, forgiving my ignorance, please. Uh, what would you say are your two most popular exports when it comes to smithing with this red rock granite? Uh, well, it makes uh, damn good armor, I, I suppose. Uh, lots of uh, lots of our smiths mix it in uh, during the uh, the smelting process uh, with the ore, reinforce it, make it strong, and and. Uh, I would say the the other main one is the fact that uh, it's it's valuable in in Mirenlug. That's where we make a vast majority of our money, whatever they use it for. Um, but we are, you know, we are you're welcome to have access to as much of it as you need. Well, that Plus it's a little personal for me since my brother was on the Crown's Guard long ago. So yeah, anything I can do to support, you know, the Crown, um, I've learned that. Uh, that perhaps one of the uh, one of one of the Arngrims is, is uh, the rumor is that he's some sort of homunculus um, or something in your in your city. So, if any, if there's even a slight bit of truth to that, uh, I would be interested in in helping out. Well, we appreciate your contribution and your welcome addition to our. Well, I don't want to say army, but our group. Our cause. Our cause, yeah. I mean, your, we are, we your are, contributions to the cause are accommodating. Well, you, you're quite welcome. You are our closest neighbor, and I'm glad to see that we, we have such a good working relationship. Yeah, I'd like to think that we keep the trees trimmed so that they're not fall- branches aren't falling on your yard <laughs> and stuff like that. We try to be conscientious of that sort of thing. Uh, can we hear some more from Cogsworth? Uh, yes, uh, Cogsworth. Um, that's that's me. I, I'm Cogsworth Youngflower, and I am from uh, Deepminster. Um, I just I, I came here with my family in order to, uh, to, to to put our swords to service. I have ten sons, and we are all all interested in 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 helping out. And what sort of contributions would you say you bring to the table? Marshall, mostly, but uh, that's, you know, perhaps not as storied as the rest of uh, your group here, but whatever you can whatever you can uh, use us for, you, you may. Okay, so you're trained martially? Yes, yes, okay. yes. Do you been... have experience in training others? Uh, not, not much. My, my, me personally, uh, my, my, one of my middle sons, uh, he was, he was an instructor in the, in the Veldalinian army for a while at, at one of the camps, so I'd say that he would be, he would be good for that. Yeah, that sounds very useful. We who appreciate your contributions as well. Thank who, you. Who was this fancy sailor? <laughs> Are you talking about, uh, Clove Badgerbite? Oh, maybe. Badgerbiter? Is, is that your name? <laughs> um, so Clove Badgerbiter is a is a big strapping half orc with a uh, with with very he's very fancily dressed um, and it was you know introduced as the the captain of the Bilge Rat Sailor Club and uh, he's he's uh, been sitting with a smile on his face most of the time and not doing not doing much but he just seems to be enjoying himself doing a lot of drinking I guess if he was doing anything Are you just happy to be here or. Yeah, I'm I'm happy to be here. I just uh, you know just shored shored up about uh, um, four miles up the up 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 the river. 
and he, you know, and here in the pledge our service for the Bidrat uh, Sailor Club. What does your Sailor Club do? Uh, we, uh, and he kind of looks around. We deal in 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 trades and and things of that nature, and and above uh, the board or well, above above the water. I'll put it that way. But we're capable hands, and we've got four ships that can uh, that can help you if you need it. Are they armed? Um, they're not not armed. Gotcha. So have we have we talked to a lot of these people? Yes, you've talked okay. to a lot of them, and um, uh, we can give you. I can, yeah, I I was gonna talk to someone oh, specifically sorry. though. Um, okay. and then I guess my plan, like just straight from the get go, is I was gonna go grab a drink, and then mm-hmm. simultaneously just like take out my loot, give a quick strum, and start healing spirit, just like <laughs> round, <laughs> just chilling around me while I go. So top. the mood also kind of lifts as well because there's music playing. Yeah, and then and, I'm gonna walk over to Wesley Brickhook, the halfling. That mm-hmm. was gonna be my plan. Since we're on the same level, I was like, hey! <laughs> <laughs> and the minute you get close to him, uh, you you recognize him from your time in Deepminster when you uh, interacted with all those halflings. Mm-hmm. He's got a uh, like a very long mustache that goes almost to like his waist and completely bald on top. And like several like little notch scars in each of his eyebrows, and a and a big ring in one of his ears, and the other ear that doesn't have a ring in it has like it looks like it's been like cut or bitten or something like Is that. Is this the explosion guy? Uh, you could you give me an intelligence roll. Okay, so seventeen. You're you're fair. You recognize him from Deepminster. Uh, you're you think that you know you you get a feeling that he was maybe the explosion guy, but you're not a hundred percent sure. Okay. Hey, are you from Deepminster? You look really familiar. Aye. Okay. Yeah. Um. Do you remember me? Aye. So, what brings you here? I mean, other than to obviously support us. He just kind of looks around. Thought it might be nice. Well, it, it is nice. Um, how have the explosions and things been coming along? I remember they were pretty, like, getting into it, but I feel like the longer that you go, the better you'll get at them. Got some good Aye. stuff. Yeah, good stuff rolling. Okay. Going good. Good. Yep. Um, any, I'm sure you all have been... How have things been there, I guess? Has it been... Like, when I went, it was like a big party. Has it still been a big party? Is Deepminster still fun? Not I. Oh. <laughs> not, Some would not say, I. nay. <laughs> <laughs> What's been going on? Mm, been a lot of crackdowns on folk. Halfling folk. Really? Can't abide by it, no. By who? Uh... Unchecked guards. It's not where we want to be. So we came here, where some of the halflings are. Okay, yeah, and we are we're totally fine with explosives that are like going out of the area. Yeah, that's great. We could aim them explosives down a little bit, if you catch my drift. You aim them? Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> okay, yeah, that sounds good. Um, all, all good. Um, great. 
Well, yeah, it's been it's been great talking with you. I <laughs> very talkative guy. <laughs> <laughs> Two um, opposites ends the spectrum. Yeah. I um, hand another mug to Pinwin. Hey, after uh we're done here, might have to have a talk with you about meeting a friend of a friend, Bill W. But does anybody know where Tomar is right now? Bill W. I would assume he'd be coming back soon. So over the next, like, couple of, like, maybe 20 minutes or so, go ahead. So since we've been talking to them, can we roll insight and see kind of, like, where... Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Um, over the next 20 minutes or so, you guys are able to kind of ascertain uh, different strengths and weaknesses of these different people. So uh, the elves, obviously, they're very capable fighters and uh, very... Just all around great archers, um, just wonderful, wonderful warriors in general. You know that uh, the other people that you haven't talked to, uh, uh, Telegan Ironmite, uh, is also came from Deepminster, the gnome. She is very, uh, very studious. She, uh, her, and her, it's just her and her like extended family of about fifteen people. Uh, but they're uh, they're all very, very scholastically based and. Um, she used to work in the in the castle under the council and was really good with numbers, and so she has seen kind of insight into that. Petra Morningstar and Peter Eveningstar are just they're just the two of them, but they are both the heirs. They came by themselves, but they're both the heirs to two families that are almost like half sibling families. Uh, the split uh, happened pretty much between those two. And uh, I feel like they were the opening act for the Carpenters or something <laughs> share in the 70s. Yeah. And they uh, they actually come from a kind of an unspecified municipality, if you will, like a, an unincorporated community out in the uh, the Traveler's Path uh, to the south. And um, they uh, they wanted to kind of pledge their swords to your cause. You've also got uh, Horton Grogbelly. And uh, he's from the Grogbelly clan. They are out of shit. They are out of shit. <laughs> they are out of shit. That's uh, why they're here. Uh, Pigport. They come from Pigport so to the south. So literally out of shit. Yeah. Mm. And uh, yeah, they uh, they are uh, they're excellent uh, drinkers, fighters, and uh, they are a premier dwarven family, pretty much on the the border of the ocean and uh, and Veildalen. Okay. Happier than a grog belly and shit. Question, mm-hmm. since my healing spirit was going that long, mm-hmm. would you say I'm healed up? What's the the amount that it allows for? <laughs> so it can only heal 2d6. Doesn't it keep going, though? But it can only heal up to your uh, spellcasting ability modifier, which is five times. So 2d6 five times? Yeah. So you need a rest. Yeah. We all need rest, I think. It's true, but... At least, like, if someone punches me, I won't die, because that... <laughs> yeah, that would be 72. So, yeah, you would heal for okay, 72. Cool. Everybody? And, uh, uh, yeah, anybody who can hear it. Sick. Nice. After after some time chatting with all these people, uh, Tomar, were you heading back to Busty Bubbles? Was the construct, this construct easily movable? Was For there... you, yeah. Okay. It would be, yeah. So am I just lugging it on my shoulder, or am I, is there a cart or something? Uh, yeah, you would have probably been able to find a cart. Okay. Yeah. The gnomes would have needed one, so. 
I like imagining Tomar putting it in a radio flyer. <laughs> I think I will, instead of walking all the way back to the main area, I'll mm-hmm. say there's no place like Beld, and I'll transport directly into the temple while holding the... Yeah, while holding it. And then I'll step outside, leaving the construct in there for now, and make my way into the... So there's a huge crowd still outside of Busty Belba's. Alright, get out of the way. Move. People, people like, immediately move. <laughs> then I go in and I look for Gorble. I try and see if I can see her. As you enter the tavern, you see there is a, a number of people in here, um, and everybody seems to be drinking and having a good time, and it's like a, it's, it seems like a real regular old-fashioned meet-and-greet in there. And you can see Gorble pretty clearly, you can see Willem and Pinwin, and you can see Nugget, you can see uh, the bar staff. Um, everybody's just kind of milling about and chatting with each other, but it seems to be a pretty good vibe going on, as if you know, nobody's nobody's fighting or anything. I'm gonna see if she'll, like, catch my eye while she's talking to people. Gorble, give me a perception. Hmm. Good luck. Fifteen. Yeah, you would've, you would've at least noticed him enter, enter the tavern. Tomar! I'll raise my eyebrows and I'll kind of, like, gesture, like, outside or something. No, you come- come here! I'm, like, waving at him. I shake my head, annoyed, <laughs> and <laughs> gesture again outside. Uh, I turn to Sarai. Okay, I do want to talk to you maybe one-on-one privately a little bit later, so I'll find you. Very well. Good to meet you. Okay, so I head outside after Tomar. What? And I kind of lead her where it's more quiet, where there aren't a bunch of people. Yeah, what? if you were to go, like, through the alley to the next street, you would probably be pretty private or into the alley. Is Rory okay? Rory is straight up gone, but I haven't what? heard from him in a long time. But his shop is clear. Uh, I don't know where the other constructs are, but we have one. But that's not what I wanted to talk to you about. We have a problem. Okay. When I was there, some Rothians showed up. There were, there were two there were two guards and an emissary. So, like, not people who were outside the gate waiting. No, they teleported in. They used magic from a wizard of some kind. So, uh, according to the emissary, they want to strike a deal with the wolves and aid in the war to come or whatever. But I'm not entirely convinced. And when I tried to get him to come along and relinquish their weapons, he popped away. So... I mean, who's telling when they're coming back or in what circumstances, but... Why, why'd why you let them go? Well, I didn't know he was just going to pop out like that. The next time, it won't go that way if he comes back. But do you know, like, you started this city while I was gone. Do you know if we have anyone with means of creating, like, a ward from travel throughout the city or something? Like, somebody to put up a barrier that we could prevent people from just popping on in whenever they see fit? Um, I I rack my brain. Maybe one of your allies, but nobody that's like lower level in yeah. the city. No one's really coming to mind. I don't know if um, perhaps one of the people we just met could help us. Um, Where's Jennifer? Shit. I don't know. I don't keep tabs on her. Can we contact her? She might be able to do something like that. I mean, possibly. This is a huge security but, problem. Well, hold on. I mean, what else did he say? What's the reasoning? I wasn't really listening to his reasoning. 
I don't like the way in which he just snuck up behind me. Like, they were close enough behind me that I was able to headbutt one of them. They were right behind me. Well, no wonder they left. <laughs> you don't just storm into somebody's city when they're known for warring against your kind, your people. We, we do it all the time. There, there's other ways they could have done it. They could have reached out in any other way than teleporting behind me alone and trying to cost me. At that moment, you guys hear like a as like heavy footfalls and Tamos, one of the guards, you'll recall that one of the guards that was entangled by in the very beginning of the show by Herstag's plant growth. Uh, comes running up to you guys. He's, uh, hey, I found you. Um, hey, there's there's like three guys outside the gates uh, requesting an audience. Uh, they say they're the the voice of some queen or something. What do you what do you want us to do? Tell them we well, will not meet with them unless they what? relinquish their weapons and meet us in the barracks. If they are high-powered wizards, they're not going to They're not high-powered wizards. They were teleported by a high-powered wizard. And if there was a wizard, why wouldn't he just communicate with sending or something? Why plant them in there? It's really suspicious. So you guys sound like you're trying to figure this out. What should I, what should I, what should we do? I swear to gods, Tamos, if you don't go and do what I already said. We will go and speak with them. I will go and speak with them. Okay, like, can we, can we get the others? We're not going to go out and then speak with them amongst a crowd of thousands of people. Like if there is a wizard there, then he could sway the minds of all those people. Oh God, I got to. We can Stop go out, have an introduction, uh, maybe bring them inside. Just keep it, keep keep running. That's like bring them up to the you, gate, Tamos. They're they're at the gate. They're like they're like a you know fifty paces away from the gate. They don't. They said they weren't going to come any closer uh, to be respectful or something. Rally up a know. rally up a squad of twelve. Have escort them up to the barracks, and then we will meet them there. The bar- the barracks. Don't lock them up. Just keep them in the main room, and then we can discuss with them there, and keep them out of sight of everyone in town. We don't want people to get panicked by Rothians being here. I'm gonna go with him. Okay, okay. Just, uh, this is really embarrassing. I, I'm so sorry that I'm this out of breath. But yeah, let's. We can. You we need can to go, do. We, you need to be doing more drills. You're sweating uh, buckets. I, I, I know. I know this. Where's hey, Lita? Has she been leading the drills like we told her to? She, she's been leading the drills, but you know, sometimes, you know, I get, you know, I'm on night duty, so I, I can't. I'm allowed to skip skip the normal drills because, you know, I, that's that's just what I was able to finagle. All right, get out of here. Uh, okay. Gorbel will go with you. I'll get Pinwin. He has the sword, I think. I have the construct in the temple, so. Oh, also, keep your eyes peeled because we apparently have a rune around here. What are you talking about? One of the runes that Aura told us about. Here? Yeah, I think the Battle Mines rune? Yes, yes. Should be in Wolves Rest. Uh, I mean, we'll know it when we see it. Did any of the people you met with give off a runey glow? Absolutely not, but I met some really interesting people, and I think we could, I think we can work with them. 
Good. But I guess more pressing issue is I'll be back. I'll meet you at the barracks. I don't know why we're meeting there. We have a nicer place. Why are you so Rothian sympathetic right now? What is going on? I'm not. But if someone is offering up their services, this could be a huge opportunity for us. Are you forgetting about Rytus? Are you forgetting about all the shit the Rothians have done? We can't just assume that they're not going to be not, hostile. This could easily be... I'm not making right, that assumption. Just FYI, Rytus was not a Rothian. He was just... He had Rothians in his party. Just FYI. I'm not Tomar making did any not assumptions. Know <laughs> I'm just saying, let's not, you know fuck this whole thing over before we even find out what it is. If they're willing to play ball, then we can trust them. It's a sign of good faith. That goes two ways. No, it doesn't. They're coming up back. here. They're, they're coming up here. We don't need to prove good faith to them. They already know about us. I'm walking away now. <laughs> I'm going to go get Pinwin. <laughs> and if, as soon as one of those fucks does something remotely suspicious, their head's getting exploded. <laughs> I mutter under my breath as I walk to the <laughs> entryway to Bussy Belba's. I peek uh, my head in and I look to see if Pinwin can meet my gaze again. Okay, we'll, uh, yeah, uh, Pinwin, give me, uh, perception. Also, Willem, give me perception. Nice. It's a good thing I have good 24. perception. Nice. Um, 25. Okay, so yeah, you guys both notice Tomar as he enters again. And I do like a gesturing nod, like to follow me. I wave at him. <laughs> and I look confused <laughs> back at Pinwin and then I do it again, like with my I, hand I, this time, I wave back then, towards the door. And I'll be like, oh, are you, you pointing to go that out, out there? Then I nod I, and I'm like, I turn to the bar and I turn back around and I'm holding okay. up a Tomar, gesturing towards him. <laughs> I pause to look at it for a second. Then I nod, and then I, again, gesture toward the door. And then I step out. no open container laws here in Wolfsburg. (laughs) (laughs) Vegas rules, baby! Alright, uh, I (laughs) finagle two more mugs in the other hand, (laughs) and I have Tomars in my right, and I I nod to Pinwin to kind of lead the way through the crowd to the door. And I'll... I'll look back and nod, and then I'll kind of run everyone's like under everyone's legs and like <laughs> not make up just pack. around there. Yeah. <laughs> Get so I'm, I'm I'm here with like my, <laughs> oh, the mugs over my head, trying to motion through the crowd. Like, uh, <laughs> okay. All right. Eventually, excuse me. Sorry. To... Excuse me. Excuse me. Sorry. Sorry. Oh 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 oh. Thanks. Are are Aura and Whiskers coming out too? So when you guys exit the tavern, you notice that uh, Ura and Whiskers and Lance also come out as well. And uh, Lance is just kind of like like looking around like, it's really crowded in there. Um, not that I don't enjoy, a, you know, a, a, a good party or anything, but uh, yeah, it's, it's a bit stuffy in there. And I, I, I just feel a little claustrophobic. Lance, do you know anything about making... Uh Barriers from magical travel? I don't, unfortunately. Great. Why? Okay, come on, guys. And are, are, we all, are we all together now? Do you think? Yeah, you guys are all okay. together. Sure. Are you guys going to say anything to the crowd? You're not there. <laughs> oh, my um, God. You do your well, thing. Tomar, don't, is, is your spell that you did before, is that just for it's inter- only planier? 
Well, I mean, any teleportation in general, but it only affects a certain area. But can you hold them specifically from teleporting? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know how you know any of this, but yes. Because Um, I watched you do it to the master. I mean, I don't know. You're bringing it up out of nowhere. And or is it or is this out of character? Yeah, are you asking me? Wait, what? Because you don't know that there's been anybody that's infiltrated yet. Like, oh, nobody you didn't tell you. us that shit yet. No, because cool. we were still on the way to the temple. Why are so we going to go into the temple? All right. All right. Yeah. And can I describe this thing? I helped make it. What thing? The construct. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. All right. So we go into the temple, and I have the construct under a big tarp for the time being, but. Uh, as I come in, I, I pull it off, and it's, like, almost seven feet tall, and it's made of, like, glimmering metal. It looks like what a Warforged would be, but you guys haven't seen one like that before. It's got two, like, kind of empty eyes, but it also has, like, a like a metal beard fashioned on it as well. <laughs> um, and it's, like, dwarfs. the beard is, like, made of chain links, so it, like, kind of hangs loosely but yeah it's just standing motionless there don't stand next to a jet (laughs) (laughs) now we uh, is this what you pulled us out of the tavern for tomar i didn't pull you anywhere you just followed along but i mean i saw the motions i just assumed that you'd want my expertise i don't care about your expertise man you're just tagging along at this point okay that's that's pretty rude tomar (laughs) Look, okay, so I made these in the Soul Forge. Uh, Rory helped a little bit. We made like seven of these. I don't know where the rest are, but they're somewhere. This one I made look like a dwarf because I thought it was cool. There's one that looks like Rory a little bit, but <laughs> I don't know where it is or the other ones are. But they're designed to be powered on their own and be security and uh, backup for fighting and stuff, but. I figured out sort of how the Soul Forge works. It uses dwarven soul energy. I don't think there's like an actual dwarf soul inside of this. <laughs> I think when you give your body to the forge, it's kind of like your energy is like a fuel source, if you know what I'm saying. You light a torch and then you, I mean, you dip the torch in oil and then it has flame. But so dwarf souls are like oil. I mean, in terms of the Soul Forge, yeah. At least their soul energy. In tw- 20 years, all the cars are going to run on dwarf souls. Dwarf souls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got to refuel. <laughs> just kill a dwarf. Hey, there's one. <laughs> I got to get a new shirt that says dwarf souls. Yeah. That's That'd be pretty one. cool. So I don't know. I mean, I feel weird about giving mere luck to this because I don't know if there's an actual dwarf in here, but we don't really have other options. And they're already dead, so... Oh, like you're evicting a dwarf soul that's already inhabiting the construct? I don't know enough... Possibly? I don't know enough of the rules to really say that for sure. That seems kind of mean. That'd be sad. That would be really sad. Like, I'm just imagining kicking a snail out of its shell. I don't don't know what happens... Just so Miraluk can have a snail shell. I don't know what happens when Miraluk takes over a body in the first place. Even though he might be evil? Like, for all we know, they just co-inhabit the same space. But to me, this is the least risky of the options. You know what I'm saying? Or do you guys not agree? Because we can go find a corpse somewhere and then... (laughs) Fresh. Kill one of the 
crowd. <laughs> Just fire an arrow wherever it lands. Okay, no one has an opinion. Um, uh, <laughs> well, Penguin. I, mean, I mean, this is kind of your area of expertise. We're just being introduced to quantum physics. This is not <laughs> my area of expertise. This is an area I, of... Yeah, what Willem said. I, I don't know any dwarves other than you and a few, a handful of others, but um, I also don't know this Miro lock individual, so um, I guess, yeah, roll the dice. Uh... Penwin, you have the sword. Oh, right. Do you want to safely just put it in the construct's hand without touching it? Can you do that? Just yeah, just like kind of fish shimmy out the, my bag around the grip of the sword or something. Yeah, 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 I could do that. And okay, I will go ahead and do that. Okay, so yeah, you guys watch as Penwin like kind of hefts up the bag it kind of exposes the <laughs> the the hilt of the sword you Pushing can see the down handle arms and the pommel here and there. yeah and <laughs> now, if takes... there's a demon in this instead of Miralek, we're going to have a pretty big fight on our hands probably <laughs> and then uh, you watch as Pinwin takes like the wrist of the construct and like slaps it onto the sword and almost immediately <laughs> the construct comes to life and uh, um all right then. Um, I don't mind this, I suppose. This will do for now. Oh, hello, all. Um, see some new faces here. Um, I assume that this worked. I'm in what appears to be a uh, some sort of metal body. Is he still glowy? Um, he's not glowy. The eyes will kind of like are dim, as if he's like slowly learning to operate it, but. For the most part, it's, you know, it's a it's a movement of the construct, and the little chain beard kind of sways and clinks as he moves around. He's like, this is new. Right. I've never had something uh, so lustrous uh, hanging from my face, but uh, uh, what's uh, what's going on? What happened to you? Are you okay? Are you evil? <laughs> um, well. Do you have evil I've... with you? Evil is relative, I suppose, Penwin, but uh, no, I feel very, uh, feel very not evil today. I, I suppose that would be the best way of putting it. But what happened to you? Oh, what was, oh. we found you stuck in a tome, and when we tried to help, there seemed to be some sort of very evil. not happy entity, some sort of nefarious entity that was trying to stop us from helping you. Well, I, uh, I, 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 uh, I, it's a little patchy, but, um, I did a, a bit of a battle with, uh, with someone, and, uh, back in the, in the, the other timeline, when, if you recall. Do you remember um, who this someone was? Uh, they, it was very quick, uh, they kind of got me by surprise, which is, it's tough to admit, um, but, uh, it's... It, uh, I saw, like, a bit of cloak, a bit of, it was like a, a red or a, a deep maroon cloak, and that's about all I saw, and then... Uh, You'd know if it was Benelok, right? I wouldn't, I think I would recognize my brother, but... Okay. No, I don't, I don't believe so. I think we would have had at least a few words to share. He's, uh, he's kind of a self-righteous git, but he's definitely not one to sneak attack me, I would, I would hope. But, um, but no, uh, then all of a sudden I was just like, I felt like I was compressed into a tiny little ball and, and, uh, 
Then it was uh, that was it. I don't remember much until now. How far back in time time was this? This was shortly after um, you guys, you know, left me with my task. Though I don't think I quite completed the task. I'm not sure um, what happened. I do remember vaguely sensing your presence not long ago uh, and uh, reaching out to you as I I felt like I was being held in some chamber of some kind. But... uh, yeah, it's all, it's all very, very patchy, little, little clips of, of images and, and sound. Hey, Lance, do you have Remove Curse? I'm gonna kind of, like, whisper over to him. Um, I don't have Remove Curse. <laughs> no one has Remove Curse. I mean, Greater Restoration? I can have those, but we need to rest first. Um, you heard me? I thought I was being quiet. <laughs> I mean, the walls, sound bounces off of them in here. Oh. Um, just, just like, in case. Can I roll insight on him? On who? <laughs> the construct? What, mirror look? Sure. Okay. Just to be safe. What was it? Oh. So... Inside. Do you feel anything else there inside with you? Uh, no, though I did feel something before, but it seems to be gone. Thirteen. So, yeah. Um, you, he's, as far as you can tell, he's being pretty honest and, and forthright. Alright, well, I didn't tell you guys before, because I didn't want to make a big stink about it, but now that we're in private, when I went to get this construct, I was accosted by some Rothians. What? Yes, there were three of them. Two of them were guards, and one was like claiming to be an emissary to the Queen Felice. And from the sounds of it, they want to parlay with us or offer some sort of alliance in the coming battle and all this stuff. But when I. The same Queen that set up the party that. where everybody was murdered? Presumably, yeah. And we were clearly meant to be there, a part of that party. But I asked them to relinquish their weapons as a sign of good faith and to come to us to the barracks where we would discuss things in a safe environment. And when I did that, they they popped away. They teleported. But then Tamos came up and he said that they were waiting outside the gate. And then Gorbel and I had a, a disagreement about how to handle it. But she went to go treat with them. I don't know when she'll be back, but I suggested... Did she go alone? No, she went with Tamos. I mean... Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but Tamos doesn't seem to be in the best of shape right now. Should... Should we go make sure she's okay? I mean, I don't... These guys didn't seem like they were, like, super tough. I just think we need to be careful with how we meet with them. Because there's some wizard that's able to move them around. Right. I guess I'm I'm not so worried about people fighting and besting Gorbel, but if you're worried about them entering Wolves Rest and these supposed wizards that they have at their disposal, I am worried about her meeting them alone. Well, they have a squad of 12. I told them to keep them out of sight so people don't see the Rodians in town. So we kind of have to operate on how well she handles this situation. But, I mean, if you you want to meet up with her, you can, but I think we should go to the barracks and then wait for them or something. Um, I don't want to leave Gorbel alone. That seems like 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, she's, she's not, not alone. alone. I know, but I mean, she's not with think... us. Yeah, I don't. She's a lone wolf. <laughs> <laughs> she is. I'm not worried about her. She can handle herself. And on that note, we're gonna switch to Gorble. Gorble, you arrive at the uh, gates to Wolf's Rest, and Tamos has along the way gathered up twelve guards. Uh, to kind of flank you, and uh, they indicate the the parapet and the the ladder that leads up to it, so that you can because the gates are currently closed, uh, but you could go up to a the little receiving post up there to at least where the guards would ascertain if someone's uh, suitable to come in, unless you would like to go through the gates. Nope, I'll go up. All right, so you go up and you look down and you can see. You probably haven't seen this since you arrived, but there is a massive expanse of people outside the gates, stretching all the way as far as you can see. You see uh, flags and tents and just a ton of people, and this looks to be part of what uh, belongs to the the group that uh, was summoned to Busty Belba's. But you also look down into the path leading up to the, uh, the gates, and you can see that in addition to three of the uh, Wolves Rest guards, there are three individuals you don't recognize. Uh, two of them are wearing Rothian armor, and they're big. Uh, they look like guards or bodyguards of some kind. And there's a uh, gentleman in the center with a uh, quaff of blonde hair and uh, like a blonde mustache. And he's a he's a relatively handsome dude. He seems like he carries himself with with a bit of bearing. But as you like arrive up there, he says, "Oh." Good morrow, Gorble. Ice Tower? That's me. I don't know your name. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) No one does. How? How? Fuck. How do you know? That's a lot of names. I don't have it memorized. I gotta pull it up. (laughs) Honestly, after the last episode and introducing like 24 fucking non-characters with full names and backgrounds and shit, this this is to be expected. The tank's got to run dry eventually. <laughs> I am Mirko Morningglory, and I come as the voice of the Queen Felice. Are you... are you the gentleman who visited with Tomar? I am, yes. I figured this was more appropriate, as he seemed to be... Mm, unsettled by our first arrival, which I will admit was sudden, but uh, perhaps... Approaching it in this manner will prove that we are uh, interested in in uh, in a conversation. We have um, as w- words that our queen would like to share through me uh, to you in a, in uh, and I think it's safe to say a, a unification of sorts uh, towards a common goal and cause. I think you can understand our hesitation, and I'm what I'm assuming was his hostility towards you. I didn't necessarily take any hostile uh, sort of implication the from suspicion. it. Suspicion. Yeah, suspicion, and which is which is completely fair. Our countries have not always been on the best of terms, so though do... we will, we should remember that at one time they were. True. But I do find it odd that you would probably know that coming in by teleportation, I assume, would be jarring, to say the least. Well, I wasn't sure if you were all here, so um, I made sure to s- grab onto the signal of uh, of Tomar um, 
and uh, and sort of appear wherever he was, as time is very, very much of the essence. So did... Were you sent here by someone, or did you just piggyback on on his... I'm, I'm sorry, I'm confused about how you actually got in. Well... Uh, there's a there's a many elements which I can explain more fully, but the, the long and the short of it is, uh, we used we scried and then we locked onto what you might call like a magical signal of sorts, and then uh, sort of just appeared there. We didn't know exactly where your location was, and this was the well very abrupt and perhaps a bit rough around the edges. It was the best way of, of getting in contact. I mean, you. you can imagine how that would seem if we all just showed up, say, inside the Queen's quarters. Oh, absolutely. I'm not making any any uh, claims as to it not being necessarily, in a, uh, necessarily appropriate, but uh, y- you must understand, when situations like this arise, we sometimes have to do away with you know, pleasantries and the normal politeness of, of our station in order to get achieve an end. I do understand that. So, I say let's get down to brass tacks. Why this change of heart? Why... Why now? Well, it is... And he kind of looks, uh, looks around at the, like, gigantic group of people that are currently occupying outside the, the city. Um, I can explain it more fully... If uh, I'm not sure if you're comfortable with the rabble here he overhearing our conversation, but we would like to meet with all of you in an appropriate setting to explain more fully. The quicker the better, of course. And I do promise you that we have no ill intention. This is a this is an extremely mm, sensitive matter that requires communication and and politeness on both sides. Can I insight? Yeah, that absolutely. Statement. Oh my god. <laughs> Fourteen. Um, from what you can tell, he is, he seems... The most honest person <laughs> He ever. seems very, he, he's very, he seems very forthright and, um, seems flexible as to how, how you want to approach this. You say he's part of the Fourth Reich? <laughs> now you can understand that we might need you to come in unarmed, and I know you probably have some tricks up your sleeve besides weapons, but for the for the comfort and safety of of our community, I'm going to request that you maybe store your weapons at the gate with our guards, at least during our meeting. Absolutely, and that that makes perfect sense. In fact, we'll leave. We can leave one of the guards here if it would make you more comfortable, and and we will, uh, you know, take care of our arms here. My only request is that you not greet us in a manner like the barracks, as your companion suggested. It is not. Uh, it is not an appropriate setting for a conversation such as this, and and I mean, it's it's just a room. It's just a room, but. You must understand, it's barracks are... There's a, there's a certain level of uh, esteem that you should show, and perhaps you aren't aware of this. I, I don't imagine you've, you've tarried much with, with uh, royalty, necessarily, but... I've got one in bag right now, buddy. Uh, I'm not sure what that means, but... It, it, Good. It is a sign of politeness... 
to receive a guest in an appropriate setting. Well, as you... Fuck this guy. As yeah, you said, it's also time, appropriate and polite to not fucking arm yourselves to the teeth when you're trying to gain access to somebody's abode. And uh, Sorry, I I'm just... gathering my thoughts. <laughs> I just am <laughs> concerned that the... Going to the barracks would involve a painful process, and I do not have the time nor the energy to engage in any sort of suspicious interrogation. This is a conversation. If you would like to not have it, that is completely appropriate, and we can leave. I am willing to have a conversation. Here's here's the thing. My companions, my colleagues, are uh, rightly very suspicious. As a, and as I said, yes. So... I believe the the plan is to meet at the barracks. I am fine with having a discussion somewhere else. I'm fine with playing along with niceties and and go where you feel comfortable. I don't give a shit where we meet and have this discussion. But if we want them involved, we're going to have to swing by there. Is that fine? That is fine. The only issue I have is is the barracks. It is not my uh, favorite meeting spot. If there is a tavern or this something... This is beginning to sound more personal than... It's just, it shows a lack of respect to a guest, and you must understand, well, while I understand that you... A guest has to be invited! While I understand Fuck that... You. It may not seem appropriate. Uh, You're doing a lot of explaining for something that... It requires, like, a level of urgency. Well, I, I just want you to understand. My station is very important to my queen, and when I re- recite what has happened, it will seem very unprofessional to have met me in a barrack. I get it. Our tavern is occupied at the moment, but... Let's walk and talk. Let's go to the barrack so we can get the other... Wolves, and very well. We can talk on the way. Per then, usual, and, if there's information and, that would change our minds or our hearts about the position that we currently hold, that you're specifically withholding, claiming that once you do reveal it, that we'll have a change of heart or mind. Fuck you. I straight up hate this guy, and I'm willing to risk open war with Rodium. I know. I am ready to put a fucking arrow right through you his You guys trachea. aren't there. Shut up. <laughs> you guys aren't there. You guys aren't there. All right. Shh. Shh. So he turns and to his associates, his guards, and he, he says something in, in Rothian, and they immediately take their, they remove their weapons, and they hand them to the guards down uh, by them, and one uh, posts up right there, and the other one follows him in. And uh, Tamos looks at you. Uh, do you want me to open the gates for him? Let him in. Okay. And the gates open, and they walk in. Oh, this is a it's a lovely, lovely settlement you've had you have here. It's uh looks like a lot of rebuilding. You you've you've done good work here. You've been here before? I have not. No, but I can tell by the I'm I'm a uh, something of a scholar of stone. And I can tell uh, this is very old stone. Some of it had decayed, and now it looks like been replaced. And it's just, I, I love seeing industry in motion. All right, let's walk. You don't sound quite like you're originally from Rothia. Am I picking up a? Am I picking up some other accent? In my occupation as, as the voice of the queen, it is a requirement that I speak 
fluently in uh, many of the languages of Argaria, so while this is not my mother tongue, I am trained to have very little of an accent in most of the languages that I interact with in order to communicate the most effectively. So you are from Rothia, is I, that what you're saying? I, you didn't answer my question. Is that oh, I apologize, sorry. I was just explaining why I don't have uh, a Rothian accent, if you will. Still not answering the question. <laughs> I am from Rothia, yes. Throttle him. Throttle him within an inch of his life. <laughs> Forthcoming, my ass. And let's let's just jump right to it. So how did how did the queen find out about us? What are her concerns about this great evil that she sees happening in the world? Well, it's it's simple. You have all made a name for yourself here in Veildlin. Um, it would be foolish to assume that no one has heard of you. You guys fought dragons in the capital. You unseated the council. You've done numerous things that have caused your name to carry all over the land, and it's reached us as well. I do need to make this clear. We are not trying to harm Veildalyn or tear Veildalyn down or make it vulnerable in any way, so... Oh, and... If you're trying to... Indeed, no, that's not... Swoop in here. No, that's not it at all. My queen is concerned as to the overreaching threat and to perhaps put aside those differences that we've had in the past, the battles, the warring, in pursuit of a common goal, a a treaty, if you will, a truce. So what's the suggestion? That we work together, and you'll have access to our army, a bulk of our army, in order to stave off this threat. However, we can get more into the murky details, or we can continue now if you would prefer, but if you want to, I can give a a grand scheme of it all once we meet up with your companions. I mean, we still have a few blocks. But I'm, I'm interested in telling you everything that is necessary in order to, you know, get you to understand what is actually at stake here, because if you all fail... You're just the first line, and it will move on to Rothia, and then through the rest of Argaria, which will create some complications. That trick you did to get in the first time, was that you? I will admit that was me. So are you a... So he's a liar. Are you a wizard, or...? I I am a wizard, yes. And a liar. But I was not trained in Veodlin. We have a different structure to our wizardry over in in Rothia. Where do you train there? We train um, on on the castle grounds. Uh, Those with extreme extreme potency and latent ability are uh, are found at a young age and and trained uh, to be wizards in order to better serve our country. Now you seem to be very well traveled. I, I, as a part of my occupation, I am required to travel. Have you been introduced to any of the more prominent wizards around Veildalyn? I have met with some, yes. Uh, it's, it's a it's, there's a lot of interaction that kind of supersedes national borders when it comes to wizards. We, we're, we're in a pursuit of, of knowledge, uh, more than anything else, though some of us, like myself, are required by our position to hold a certain national standing. So while many others don't, you know, can go as they do as they see fit, I am uh, bound by more strict guidelines. 
Who have you? I'm imagining this with? blossoming into like a similar relationship as like the episode on Friends where Phoebe is like dating the foreign diplomat and <laughs> the translator is there, but then Monica ends up falling for the translator. <laughs> uh, what, what was your question? Who? What wizards have you interacted with from Vildalin? Oh, uh, most of the higher ups, uh, a few here or there. Um, you can understand that I. I would want names. Ah, oh, well, yes, obviously. Uh, we've got Danren Glenn and uh, Leof Berharinghold, um, Vina the the Majestic. It's it's there's many different ones on the upper echelon. Are you looking for a specific name? I will be honest and and transparent with you. Not nothing in particular. I'm just asking. That's that's fine. I'm just trying to understand your line of questioning. It seems like you are suspicious of my motives as a wizard, which I should clarify. My, uh, me being a wizard has nothing to do with... It's not about you being a wizard. I'm suspicious of you and this whole situation in general. Well, if you would like, if you know any wizards, perhaps they have met me as well. Um, and I can... I can definitely give you some references as as far as that, if you would like, and they can attest to my uh, my manner. We'll see if that comes up. All right, and you guys arrive at the barracks, and the rest of you are arrayed outside of the barracks, I assume. And you watch as Gorbel and this gentleman approach with lagging a few paces behind as a guard who looks very naked without his his weaponry. Hey guys. <laughs> Is he? Wow, it took you does he just enough. only wear weapons? Unarmed. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you made me take all my weapons off, so now I'm naked. <laughs> this is Marco. Hi, Marco. Uh, hello. I, as I'm uh, familiar with you, Tomar Iron Fist, I am the voice of Queen Falice from Rovia. Is that short for anything, hmm. Marco? Mm-hmm. Marco. No, that is my full first name. Hmm. Hmm. What hmm. buildings are by? The barracks. So uh, nearby the barracks are mostly residential uh, housing. Uh, fair, most of it's fairly new. Um, you're not far from the entrance to Gnome Town, and you're also not far from uh, one of the avenues to get down to the docks. But the barracks is kind of uh, on its own. Uh, there's not anything nearby necessarily. Uh, probably 20 feet away is the nearest like residential building. Okay. Well, it's good to see you guys have come to your senses. Well, I, I I thought it was more appropriate to arrive at the front gate, as I mentioned to Gorbel. It didn't seem it it was a it was a necessity to find you, but I do apologize for any rudeness that it may have uh, have caused. So, all right, we've been talking. I I have agreed that maybe the barracks are not the the most comfortable place for us to all have a discussion. All right, well, there are certain places where we don't want anyone, any outsider to be, but they're definitely more than welcome inside would the temple. Would that be okay? I believe that would be appropriate, yes. All right, follow me. And you guys and I lead them walk back to the temple. Where we came from. <laughs> and you enter the temple. <laughs> and this is marvelously crafted. Well, we're back in the temple again. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Gorbel actually saw to the building in most of this while I was away, but I did make some enhancements. I see. She, she wasn't familiar with 
dwarven styling, so I had to remove some of the carpentry and Mirko is more flamboyant things. Mirko is very familiar with stonework, actually. Yes, it's it's quite beautiful. There's some Dovan limestone in here. That is hard to come by and, and uh, even harder to craft successfully. Whoever put this together had some ability. Yeah, I would say so. Would you say Mirko is handsome? Yes. Would you? Yes. <laughs> would you please say that for me? <laughs> Mirko is handsome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of taken aback by his worldliness suddenly. And I'm going to ask him, so... Just how many other countries have you been to? I have been to all of the countries in Argaria and a few sp- uh, kind of splayed throughout the Shattered Sea. And uh, it's it's definitely uh, something that I, uh, I, I pride myself on, that I have spent m- a lot of time in a lot of different countries. You know, treating with uh, different nobility and rulers as part of my station. And who's this guy with you? Oh, uh, this is this is one of our gods. This is uh, Joanar, and he nods. He does not speak uh, Veldalinian common, so you'll excuse him for his rudeness, please. Um. Well, do we have the translator? Oh yeah, you would, but he wouldn't know that. I mean, he can say whatever he wants. We'll understand him. Oh, well, wonderful. Though I don't know if it's required of him. If you would like to speak with him, you absolutely can. Though uh, it is it is my uh, pleasure to to. Uh, Meet with you. Question, why should we trust you? This doesn't make sense. Well, I don't disagree that our nations have had contention in the past, though, as I was explaining to Gorbel, we have a common enemy in that whatever is going to peek its head out of whatever's going on there in the northeast uh, would likely affect us as well, and it's not as though... You have been always treated kindly by your own country. I feel as though, and the Queen feels as though as well, that perhaps we can align ourselves in a sort of truce for the moment. No no necessarily uh, contracts beyond that, unless that's something that you would like to discuss. But we are interested in helping out in this endeavor by way of both monetary and soldiery. Uh, amounts. I'm kind of going to give him a suspicious side eye and roll insight. <laughs> okay. Again. Okay. Um, what was my insight? Seven? Oh, eight. Eighteen? Uh, you, uh, you think that what he's saying seems like, at the very least, he definitely believes what he's saying. He gives you no impression to think that he's lying or withholding. What do you know about what's hmm. going on? Well, uh, our agents have have, uh, relayed the information that there is some sort of uh, great and powerful magical source or force that is is causing havoc by way of portals to other planes, and some of our scholars are are looking into that fact as well, and we've actually been able to ascertain a few and, and acquire a few specimens of, uh, from whatever it is we believe to be the abyssal plane where these uh, creatures have come from, and we've been studying them um, and trying to learn. How have you been studying them? Uh, well, we captured them, and we have been examining their internal and external structures, hmm. testing them, if you will. And what did you find? Well, we found uh, a few different things. 
Um, we found that these these draconic-like creatures are very susceptible to the, the further they are from their portal and their, from their plane, they, the more susceptible they are to damage. And uh, in fact, it doesn't seem as though they heal at all, which we have uh, been wondering about. So they have no capabilities of, once they've been injured, to fix that situation, if you will. Hmm. You were... Rodeo is already in a pseudo-alliance with Veildolin, and you were all working in cahoots to stop us. That is... Around every corner. That is not true. We did have rogue operatives who were paid very, very handsomely, and whether you believe this or not is up to you, and I have no reason to lie to you because we do require your help. But rogue operatives in the name, namely Zerth Mountain Blade, uh, were working against both Rothia and you in an effort to sow discord among the masses here, especially paid, along the border. Paid by whom? The council in Vildalyn. <laughs> he was a triple agent. And we did see, like, a note, didn't we, in the I was just gonna place ask, where the ball was? What, what was yours and the queen's place in the massacre at the Marshton Mansion? I heard about that. Uh, that was sure a did. very unfortunate event, but we had absolutely nothing to do with that. What purpose would it serve? That's not... I'm going to roll insight on that. Okay. I rolled insight, too. I got 26. Okay. Because there was a note that was mentioning... Yeah, it was It was signed queen. by her. A note signed by her? I got 20. Uh, you guys... He seems genuinely confused as to why you guys would believe it w- was him. What, what did this note say? Oh, fuck. I should have pocketed it. I put it back, though. It talked about an alliance between... Herself, mainly, Rothia, and Marshton. Marshton? Why Why would the Queen want to interact with such a stupid and lackluster individual? That doesn't... I'm sorry to interrupt, but that doesn't seem to make much sense. I would tend to agree. I'm assuming it's because of money, which is also something that you are offering us in mm. an alliance. Do you know who all was at the ball? You said you heard about it. Yes, we've we've learned who who was there through various sources. Um, that's they seemed like very important leaders across the nation, like or the whole world. If the queen was interested in interacting with any of these people, she would have sent myself as an emissary, or perhaps even asked them to approach. And I, you said there was a note. That's. I don't think she was interested in interacting with mm. them. I think she was interested in... Murdering them. Supplanting them. Well, If you weaken a, an empire in one fell swoop, you have all these people in one place. They all died there. She has a lot to gain by doing that. You might not see a meeting with Martian himself as something that makes sense, but he was a means to an end. He also died, hmm. so... Forgive us for not trusting the the word of a country that is doing these shady things. And while I do admit that does seem extremely suspicious, especially if you said you found a note, I'm, I wish that you had it so that I could examine it more fully, but I, I can assure you from... I have the best of intentions here, and... Perhaps, as I said, we haven't always seen eye to eye as countries in a big and a larger political scale sense. Uh, but it would be very unlikely that the Queen, 
regardless of her motives, would use any means of communication other than myself, even something so droll as a meeting of a bunch of people in some town that doesn't even hold any power in Veldlin. If anything, it would be in Deepminster or one of the larger cities. I don't think you're... You're focusing on the wrong yeah. details here. I don't think here. you're thinking outside the box. It's not about the location, and it's not about the actual... I think you're focused. I think you need Hang to understand, tight, motherfucker. I think you need to understand, <laughs> You, I know the Queen's mind. You're making large leaps based on irrelevant details to you, but... Nope, nope. Based, based on a letter signed and that's by her. My point is that she would never send a letter, something that's so easy to find or use against her, why would that be something that a queen who has access to almost unlimited resources and power leave a note? So you're saying why would she have something so incriminating? Yes, that doesn't make any sense. We have many people in charge of just making sure that her daily life isn't rife with controversy. Why would something as simple as a piece of paper be allowed to slip through the craps? You don't consider consider an entire country infiltrating another country and slaughtering small villages that aren't even military outposts? As, as I said, there has been contention between our countries in the past, and that is part of war. However, the ones you are referring to, and I assume you mean Moonreach in general, your hometown. I have done my research, don't be suspicious. But that was not done by us. That was done by your council in collaboration with the one known as Earth Mountain Blade. You're sticking a blade in our ribs, then offering us bread and asking us to not be suspicious of it. I have done no blade sticking in any ribs. I don't understand. Come on, not you personally, you slapstick sack of shit. Listen, we... (laughs) It's very likely that no one was meant to leave that manor. They might not have... Including us. They might not have measured our abilities. And And if you think that your queen isn't above... You know, uh, sending a letter, you know, of correspondence to her people that she's trying to manipulate, then who would you propose is trying to set her up? Well, my first instinct is to assume that if a letter is found, uh, it's a letter intended to be incriminating. Marshton, while rich, has little to no influence in this country. I'm very aware of where the politics lie. And to associate with him and another handful of nobles throughout Argaria that also don't have much influence seems to be something designed to create a distraction as opposed to anything else. Was this just... How did you arrive at this party? We received an invite. So you... And other members of nobility received an invite. Correct. And pardon me if this sounds rude, but what could be gained by inviting a group of adventurers as mighty as yourself to be poisoned at a party nefariously when it's obvious that that wouldn't affect you if not for anything other than for you to find incriminating evidence? How does it seem obvious that we wouldn't be poisoned? Well, nope, that that doesn't hold water. That doesn't hold water. 
because we weren't actually invited. Uh, it's a word I'm looking for. Traditionally, directly. directly. It was a last minute request from an invitee. I see. Well, then I would look at the invitee if they're still alive. She's and see, dead. Well, that is an issue. And I understand your suspicion, but I can assure you that we had nothing to do with it. <laughs> no. We found the letter on a dead no, man. It was right? hidden in the dead man's desk in a trap door compartment of one of the drawers. We can clearly go round and round on this topic, and we might never find a point where we agree. I, I would agree. This seems... I understand the suspicion, but it seems cursory to the main, I think this main is, point that I am here you for. You have had, obviously, in-depth conversations with the Queen. I mean, make your case. Tell us the details. Well, the reason I was brought here was to relay to you that you will have a force behind you in pursuing whatever it is that the group of you believe is the best recourse. That is something our scholars have not been able to ascertain as at this moment is what is the reasoning, nor what is the result uh, that it will be achieved, which is something I assume all of you are more aware of since you seem to be moving so intentionally. Now, you will have a force of Rothian soldiers at your back to help you in this endeavor, you will also receive the sum of 100,000 Rothian gold that can be converted into Veldalinian gold if you require in order to purchase things that you need. We see a conflict brewing, and, on in, and all of our sources indicate that it will come to a head very shortly, in a handful of months at the most. Now, if this is not something that you want to engage in, I can take the message back to our queen, and it, it, it will be one of those things of diplomacy that just fell apart, which is, happens time and time again. But we do urge you to work with us, because it is in your group and our group's best interests to work together. We can't be bought. Is Duran's place anywhere near the temple? Um, yeah, it's not far. It's like maybe a five-minute walk. Okay, well, he was talking a really long time. Penman was going to sneak out the door to Durant's to try to get some truth okay. serum. Because this has been like a, a yeah, no-win conversation. <clears throat> I just, I don't see how having a force, a Rothian force, come along into the country mm -hmm. is a good idea. Yeah, I don't anyone. see how that... There's too much yeah, bad blood. I don't see how that There's helps us too in much, any way. Well, I would remind you that's currently your... Your administration of this country is at a point where there is uh, a lot of contention over who will rule, and there's a lot of uh, scattered parts. So, well, you're entitled to try. And you think that we're going to pave the way for your queen to just come and absorb Veldalin into her reign? Because that's not going to happen. We are willing to meet with you on certain areas in order to ensure that both parties are protected in this. I don't... For one thing, we aren't the rulers of this country. We don't have a say in what deals you guys make. If you want to make a deal with whoever's running Deepminster right now, you're entitled to do that. We don't have sway over the people. We've had our own... They're working against we've us. We've had our own troubles with everyone. 
So, and we're not hired blades. You can't just come in here, start throwing money around, and saying that we have, and think we have a common cause, and claim that we're gonna kill a common enemy just so that you can come in and your queen can take over Veildalin. Whatever we're doing, we're gonna, we're gonna do it. Do you even know what the enemy is? We suspect it is something from a different plane, though, as I said, you seem to be more in tune with what the issue is than we are. We would just like to protect our corner of Argaria by ensuring that whatever needs to be done is done to stop it. We do not have as powerful of adventurers as you in our midst, as powerful as some of us are. You, the, the group of you are likely our best shot to take care of this, and I think all of Argaria should be behind you on this, because this is something that would threaten the health and safety of the entire continent. Well, that's flattering. I'm not completely opposed to at least entertaining this. And we, as I said, we, if you have demands in order to ensure fidelity on our behalf, please... I, you give them to me, and I will bring them back to our queen. We've been completely fucked over by the people who are supposed to have our best interests in mind. I mean, I, I think I understand your feelings towards the council, and I believe they're pretty in line with ours. I would, I, that's what I've been saying. I would say that we probably do have some common ground somewhere, and probably, you know, uh, world-ending situations and preventing them is one of those common points that we would you know like to we'd like to prevent that i would agree if you if you want us on board in any capacity we need to speak to felice directly i see this is above your pay grade we need to speak with her on our terms all right what are what where would you like to meet with queen felice it will take some organization in order to do so so we'll need to we'll need the details in order to ensure her safety the abyss Preferably here, and away from Deepminster. All right. That can be done. Anything else? You can... You can bring people along, if need be, to see to her protection. But we need to discuss with her face-to-face. I don't know how you make that happen, but that's how this needs to go. Otherwise, it, there's we're just going to talk back and forth about this. All right. That seems to be... Appropriate. We are, as I said, interested in in fighting a co- towards a common goal. So we will do what we need to do in order to ensure that you feel as though we are helping and not harming in your endeavor. And I do want to specify: we do not see you as hired blades, as you mentioned. We see you as likely our only hope, and we want to support you. So consider us the hired blades in this instance. How long do you think it would take to make this happen, as far as meeting? Well, I can craft a convincing argument, um, and she is also of the same mind, where it's probably in her uh, most strongest, in her strongest desires to make sure that whatever needs to be done can be done, and a bit of travel will be involved. I'd say that if we really push, and we can hammer this out, and set a solid date and time we can do this within a week okay well 
when you are ready, send us a message first. Don't All right. just pop in. Who would you like the message sent to? Send it to me. Very well, Gorbel. Well, it was wonderful meeting all of you. If I'll I... escort him out of the building mm-hmm. as we're talking. <laughs> it was wonderful. I was... <laughs> Did I get to Durant's? <laughs> uh, yeah, you arrive at Durant's. <laughs> Hard Pinwin? cut to Pinwin eating cookies and talking to Durant. I feel <laughs> like there was something I was supposed to be doing. Is there anything <laughs> else you would like to know before I go? How long have you been working for the Queen? The whole of my life, all 27 years. She is my aunt. Oh, she's your aunt. Oh. Auntie Queen Bee. Yes. Uh, I have been working as the voice of the Queen for the last 10 years. What happened to your parents? They were... They died of old age. Um, I am the youngest of seven. Not of old poison? Not of... Not of poison. My father was the previous voice of the Queen. Hmm. Was your father... The queen's brother? Uh, he was, indeed. He was half-brother, so he had no ability to ascend to the throne. Sure. Um, but also, it's different here in Verdolin because it's patronymical for the line of succession where in Rothia, there's only queens and the queen's concubines. Interesting. So he would have never had a path to the throne unless she were to die and he were to use the assembly of combat in order to acquire a new queen. Okay. Alright, uh, does somebody want to escort him back to the gate to get his friend and his stuff, or... I'll take him back. Alright. Alright, so you guys leave, and as you're escorting him back, Gorbel, uh, actually, we'll switch to Pinwin real fast. Pinwin, you arrive at Durant's and you see a note on the door, and it says, Pinwin, I will return shortly. I had to go do something. Please wait around. Well, that's... that's vague. Durant! (laughs) (laughs) Tomar and Willem, give me a perception check. Uh, as they're walking away, though, I'm gonna bend over to Willem. We gotta have them meet with us somewhere. Uh... In one, either the tavern or in the temple for Felice. Because... Those are protected? Yeah, I'd, um... You know that spell I used for the master mm-hmm. to keep him in place? I've done that every day for 30 days in each of those buildings. So nothing can get out of there by teleportation of any kind, mm. as long as they're in those buildings. So... I think that's good, and I think depending on how we want to approach this proposed armistice between our two countries, we can go one of two ways. We can be very forthcoming and have everybody in the same room, and one of the terms of the meeting be everybody partakes in the truth serum. Knowingly, in front of everyone else, everybody drinks it, and then we have the meeting, or... If we think that if they're made aware that they're drinking the truth serum, that they may try to counteract the serum, we could just present bread and wine or water and spike it with the truth serum. Okay, get, uh, I, what were your perception rolls? Because this is going to interrupt your conversation here. I had an 18. Uh, 24. 24. You guys see a... You hear like a... And you look up, and you see something 
flying out of the sky direct and looks like it's going directly towards Wolves Rest. It's some sort of like brassy golden color and it's flashing very fast and coming directly at you. Pinwin, one of the things you notice about the note as you hold it, at first you consider it and then you realize you've seen Durant write countless times and that's not Durant's handwriting. As we switch back to Willem and Tomar, something lands in the ground right ahead of you, cracking the cobblestones in the ground, and you realize it is a large brass and metal creature that appears very much similar to the constructs from that you guys have crafted, but looks different, a lot older, in fact, and... Riding on its back is Rory. He's got scars all over his face and arms. One of his eyes is bleeding and closed. And he looks up, he says, Oh, Tomar, oh, shit. I, this thing's drawn to you like moth to a flame, but we ain't got time, man. Smoochy, oh, he's in a hell of a bad time. And that's where we're going to end for the night. Oh. God damn it, quit throwing curveballs at us, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Fuck. Oh man, Where's I've been thinking. Durant? I've been thinking a lot about <laughs> Smoochie lately too. So that's awesome. Damn it! Yeah, I mean, mm. I guess I can't answer Willem's thing that he was saying, but I do think it's good to, <laughs> in good faith, for everybody to all take this serum because what are we don't hide anything? Like, <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't care about. It could that also be shit, hilarious. But. Um, all right. Tell me why you guys deserve five points of boon. Uh, describing the construct. Um, arguing with Gorble. <laughs> bringing them back to a place I feel like they might not have been able to escape if things got sour. Um, Everybody yeah. remaining diplomatic. What? <laughs> hey, I, given the circumstances, no. I feel like I was being plenty diplomatic. Yeah, no, no blood was drawn. Oh my goodness! That's Other a bare minimum of diplomacy. We didn't kill anybody. Yeah. Talking with um, talking with the representatives from outside the gate, and learning more about their abilities and what they can offer. Mm-hmm. Um, being diplomatic. <laughs> Penguin thinking to, to go Marco. to get the truth serum, mm-hmm. and having further ramifications by discovering that note. Which I was wondering when Penguin was going to go look for Dury, but you know, whatever. Yeah, how long <laughs> has that been sitting so there? So long, <laughs> so long. Um, and I've been asking about him forever. Years. <laughs> um, but He's yeah, so okay. Dead now, everybody <laughs> can take five points of boon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah. All right, now it's time for tonight's MVPC. The most valuable player character. I want you guys to tell me who deserves an extra five points of boon by voting to see who the most valuable player character is. Now, I'll give you a moment to decide, and then I will count to three, and you will hold up the number of corresponding fingers to the person you want to vote for, for everyone's benefit. Willem is one, Tomar is two, Pinwin is three, and Gorble is four. Now take a second, and then we will vote. Everybody ready? Yep. All right, on the count of three, one, two, three, vote! Hold them up high. We've got one vote for Gorble, one vote for Willem. What would you have, uh, Lindsay? And two votes for Tomar. Willem, why'd you vote for Gorble? 
Uh, mostly for handling the people at the gate and trying to squeeze as much information out of them as possible before actually letting them in. Uh, and also not jumping to violence. Gotcha. Very good. Uh, Tomar, why'd you vote for Willem? Uh, because he was thinking along the lines of me and he was remembering the past with the suspicion. Like this arc started very suspiciously. There's a lot we don't know about what happened at the manor. Mm -hmm. Like there were multiple games, I think, afoot there, but I don't think we should definitely just trust Rothia right off the get go. So Mm -hmm. he's right to be suspicious. And I think it's good that he was on my side with that. Also, I haven't voted for Willem in a long time. So I was like, (laughs) ah, I should probably vote for him. He agreed with me. I like that guy. Well, yeah, (laughs) definitely wasn't going to vote for Garble. (laughs) He did not agree. Penwin, why'd you vote for Tomar? Um, I thought it was really good that he wasn't trusting. It was like (laughs) it like. I don't know. It just is really good. It helps protect us that he's really stingy, like incredibly (laughs) so. Like it was kind of almost frustrating sometimes that he would not budge even kind of. But like, yeah, just holding that defense down. That is Seth's fault. Like if 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 Seth (laughs) was intending them to seem just like jovial and not suspicious at all, it's too bad. There's too much past (laughs) Like to go off of. I think I'd be, be like, stupid to be like, why aren't you guys believing him? What the yeah, fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's just so how, how much you friendly. show your hand of distrust. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's he's got a low charisma rating. And he also doesn't like just people being able to just show up. You know, like, mm-hmm. yeah, he's not he hates cool any of how the situation <laughs> went down. So, yeah. Corbel, why'd you vote for Tomar? Um, I... Um, I voted for Tomar because he budged in the sense that he didn't interfere with me going and having an independent conversation with them. Mm-hmm. And he kind of at least trusted me enough to to allow me that, you know, the freedom to let them in and make that choice. And I think it was good that he, you know, adjusted the plan from the barracks and it was a good choice to go to the temple. So mm-hmm. that's why I chose him. All right, that means tonight's MVPC is Tomar Iron Fist. Airhorn. Airhorn. That's right. Harpsichord. Harpsichord. Ring. Um, take your five points of boon and buy a try to con- yeah, buy a harpsichord or try to figure and out a way of Durant. giving yourself more charisma. Um, (laughs) well that's it for tonight folks thanks for listening to episode 101 of the d20 syndicate podcast uh, lineage of moonreach shout out to chad piper for that awesome intro song thanks to adrian von ziegler for that beautiful background music thanks to all of you listeners uh thanks for continuing to support us especially you patrons uh thanks for uh you know interacting on the discord server and uh i also want to give a very special shout out to uh the the uh, wasteland active radio revival podcast and that's a uh, a f- 
podcast that's sort of narratively driven based in the Fallout universe, the Bethesda Fallout universe. And uh, Z and Jay over there putting together a fantastic podcast that uh, several of us, if not all of us, are guest starring on uh, in the coming weeks. So definitely give them a listen, check them out and, uh, you know, maybe rate them a five star as well or whatever you feel is appropriate. But it's definitely a, a really, really well done and really cool podcast that you you guys should uh, at least check out and listen to our episodes, if nothing else. Um, but that's it for tonight, folks. Uh, thanks for listening. Once again, we'll see you next week. I am your host and DM, Seth. And this is the D20 Syndicate Podcast, where we go on adventures so you don't have to. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. I think I found my my new character's voice. Really? What's it? Do it. No. Oh, it's a surprise. <laughs> no. Shit ass. <laughs> That's fair enough. I it's probably going to completely damage my vocal cords, but I'm Oh, excited. don't do that. Shh, it'll be fine. Are you going to talk like this? <laughs> hey, nerds. <laughs> Did Seth tell you? <laughs> <laughs> It's the, um, the I don't think so from, uh, I don't think so. The yeah. video games, yeah, et cetera. Yeah, video games commercial. Et cetera. <laughs> <laughs> the radio commercial. I remember the best. That's like the one other voice I've heard you do other than like a Paula Dean sort of thing. <laughs> and didn't she do a Western voice for a one shot? Western voice. Western. Country. Southern. Southern. <laughs> probably the Paula Dean one I was talking about. Oh, maybe. Oh, boy. <sighs> I was just meant to have a buttery Southern voice. So, Mika, okay. you're the previously on, right? No. no it's no, Billy. It's me. Bola. Yeah, Tomas. I thought... I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Penguin was the last one that did it. No. no. It was me. Oh. It was... It was, it was Mickwin. Yes. Is he always this loud? Yes. Okay. Well, I guess I shouldn't say always. Just my from my experience of editing episodes where he is present and eating or feeding. (laughs) Yeah. Or or not even. Yes. He sounds like jelly being sucked through a pipe. <laughs> <laughs> like ge- in general throughout his Just life. Like his daddy. <laughs> so he smells like smoking jelly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you went like a smoking pipe. Yeah, I was, I was thinking you forgot so. your smoking lamp. I was thinking a warm I want someone tube. to smoke jelly. <laughs> I'm like imagining a hookah jelly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was imagining like a lead pipe. I'm, oh, the, Why would you be sucking like, on a lead pipe? <laughs> Who's sucking any of this? See, and I thought like the what are, what are they called? The like old fashioned pipes.
the corncob pipe. Corncob pipe, yeah, just full of Gandalf. jelly. Like I picture someone just like shoving jelly in a corncob pipe. <laughs> just I'm trying boring. to die. Can you leave me alone? <laughs> 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 Jelly in the lungs. And that's how the snowman started. <laughs> <sighs> they used to be made of jelly. They weren't very structurally sound. And we people, smoked them all. People thought it was snow, but it was just a dead jelly guy. Which, as we all know, turn into jelly beans.